Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome back to the School of Laughs podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Gavin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. That's Gavin Miller. He's our producer. My name is Rick Roberts. If you're just catching this for the first time today, this is a podcast all about comedy. It's a podcast I wish I would have had when I first started comedy over 23 years ago. Uh, just kind of think of it as your personal traveling green room. You can plug us in your ears. And I like to say we're going to try to get you right between the ears <laughs> because 99% of stand-up or anything is all in your mind, and it's a great mind shift that needs to take place for you to actually achieve success sometimes. My so, Lord, yes. And, and, <laughs> and Gavin is my test subject here. And so I'm going to be approaching this from things that I've learned over the years, and Gavin is going to jump in anytime he needs to as the newer guy yeah. and interrupt me and, and say, hey, what do you mean by that? And make me speak a little bit more clear because I've been doing this so long that sometimes I forget some of this stuff is new to some folks. Super new, yeah. But if you're a comic out there and you're working towards getting on stage or you've been at this for a while and you want to get better, this is definitely the right place for you today. Yes. Um, I would like to read a couple iTunes reviews before we get going. I encourage yeah. you guys to leave those. It's one of those things that can help us move up in the searches. And we're doing this organically. I'm not paying people or trading out <laughs> different podcast reviews. So I've seen this. I don't I don't want to do that. Right. This just needs to be organic. I mean, if somebody's been out for a week and they've got 10,000, something's going yeah. down. Um, it's okay. It's just not the way I'm doing it. So I want to recognize the people that do chime in. And we've got one here from the original Shankster, who we yeah. we took some of his questions earlier. Uh, I'm a part-time stand-up comic that eagerly looks forward to the next podcast as soon as the current weeks has ended. Rick brings a considerable amount of insight into the thorny world of stand-up comedy mm-hmm. with an engaging and refreshingly optimistic point of view on the topic. I recommend this podcast to any aspiring comedian. There's lots of poor advice floating around cyberspace <laughs> concerning stand-up comedy, but not with this podcast. That's Excellent awesome. stuff every week and worthy of giving your time and attention to. Nice job. Man, Thanks. thank you so much. Shank. And that's right, the original <laughs> Shankster right there. And uh, from Bob Moore, uh, are you kidding me? These podcasts give you actionable steps for success, not just theory, tons of detail. I, if that's what you're looking for, I never miss one. Thanks, Rick. That's awesome. So that's from Bob. Thank you, guys. I love this. Um, excellent. So that's that's the iTunes review. Definitely check those out and, yeah. and sign up. Give us a rating. Also, I want to let you guys know, I don't know why I hadn't done this a long time ago. <laughs> you know, I'm a comic, and I do the classes, and I do a few different things. And I've had... Uh, my own Facebook page and my own Twitter account and all that kind of stuff. Well, I've got a Twitter account now just for School of Laughs. Oh, okay. And so it's at School of Laughs. Is that how you say it on Twitter? <laughs> I guess. It's the at sign in School These of Laughs. kids, yes. So you can submit questions that way. You can submit them by going to schooloflaughs at gmail.com. Cool. Or you can hit the Facebook page for School of Laughs, post them there. However you get the questions in, we're going to answer them. And nice. we've got some great questions coming up in just a minute about writing. And I also want to say this, too. You can go online to the schooloflast.com website to the podcast blog page, and there's a little button you can click to record a message that we'll include here on the podcast. Yes. It's a voicemail from your laptop. Yeah. We'll no special on. stuff required. So that's how you can get a hold of us. And this podcast has a far reach, Gavin. We have <laughs> listeners in eight different countries. Oh, no, really? Yeah. I've been well, checking some stats and some analytics, and it's, it's kind of so cool crazy. where it's coming in from. That is so crazy. I think it's awesome. And something I hadn't expected before, 
Um, I hadn't really thought about it, but I was hoping, I guess. Yeah, and it, the, well, that really shows that actually that comedy translates the same rules apply worldwide. I mean, maybe a little some little style differences, but it's still surprise and misdirection and all those definitely you know, those is. Things. All I think all art forms and what's brilliant about them is that they do translate. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's even comedy with the guys that didn't even talk. You know, remember it's one of same, my favorite, yeah. more recent guys, Mr. Bean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of his stuff just kills me. Yeah. I and mean, you go way back to Chaplin and those guys, but comedy, music, arts, dance, it all translates. Yep. And we've got a, a great listener down in in New Zealand. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, his name is Mark Christensen. He has a Facebook page down there where he collected some questions from some fellow open micers and some people. It sounds like they're kind of new at it. So exactly the kind of people we want to help out. Yeah. And he submitted these questions, and I took a core of the questions. They're mostly about writing. Yeah. And it's odd we haven't really done a podcast too specific <laughs> about writing yet because there's so much, so many ancillary things that go around with yes. comedy. But it all comes back to the writing, you know. So here's the first of three questions from New Zealand. This one's from Charles Hoffmaster. He says, I've been writing a lot of stuff, but honestly, I'm just too much of a perfectionist. Mm. Every time I write something down, I question it. Yeah. What would you do? So has this happened to you, Gavin, where you've written something and I, you're like... Absolutely. That is definitely my... I mean, I come out of the background of writing and things... You know, I have a, a degree in film, and so I, you just perfect your words. And the, the problem becomes when you when you start doubting yourself and then you just stop, you know? And I, I actually encountered that... Uh, it was actually yesterday. Uh, I took uh, my truck to go get the tire changed on it. It was going flat. So nearby was the coffee shop. I walked over to the coffee shop and in the middle of my busy day, I was like, you know what? I know I'm gonna have like a couple of hours to just sit and write. And I'm just gonna be, this is gonna be amazing. I'm gonna be <laughs> so good at this. This is my moment. I'm gonna write like, you know, I thought I could write some new material sure. and then try it at one of the open mics this week and then come back and I, you'd be proud of me and I would have, you know, we could talk about it and all that. Um, Instead, what happened was I sat down to start writing, and it seemed like every idea that came out of my head, I couldn't get right, or it didn't seem like it was for me, mm -hmm. or it just, and then I just sat there with my headphones in, just questioning why, uh, who, why did I ever think I was funny? <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? You shouldn't even be talking. You should just lay on the floor and just be chastised by people as they walk by, like some sort of weird <laughs> medieval punishment, <laughs> comedian's punishment. Throw banana peels just, at you. It was, te it's terrible. And I, cause I, I started writing things that were too long or weren't simple enough or you know and then i thought okay well that's simple but but it's not me i don't know it's, i felt it's terrible it's still you can see it's still in my head <laughs> well that's that's part of my comment I, I i hear a couple things going on and i think a lot of people listening feel like this too you, yeah you know you dedicate some time to go do it and then the pressure's on all of a sudden yeah and then you start questioning everything you do I Just, choked yeah well here's the deal you got to give yourself some leeway Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, and I'm not just saying this because I've done comedy for t over two decades. Right, writing great comedy is pretty hard. There's there's just a very small, if you look at the entire population of the world, a small percentage of people that can articulate a comedic thought right. really crisply, really concisely, and boom, hit the punchline. It takes a while. Yeah, and that's well, that was tough. Yeah, and I, I tried to think of things that I could do to like 
you know, I I had written a bunch of stuff down in Evernote that I thought, oh, that's maybe a good topic or this is maybe a good topic. So I started with those. And then when I failed at those, I thought, well, maybe I could just, I could go to like Yahoo News or whatever and just find a couple topics and see if I could just do like set up punch and just get my confidence back. And I started to do that. And then it was like, why am I wasting my time on this? This isn't me. I'm never going to be able to use something about, you know, uh, children in Bangladesh, you know, like I'm not, right. that's not me. And then, so then I got lost again and I just, I felt like I left with nothing done. Well, you probably did. And if you had learned how to fix tires, you could have actually accomplished yeah, something I could have. That, that was the worst part. I, I think I spent like $5. I was like, I actually came out of this thing $5 poorer, <laughs> aggravated, and uh, now I'm all hopped up on caffeine. Well, that's not a bad thing. As but, I take a sip from my coffee, provided by one Bob Moore, who just left a comment on our nice. iTunes not too long ago. Bob, I'm drinking some of that the, great coffee. This sip of coffee brought to you. That's right. Uh, well, here's a few things, Gavin. A, definitely give yourself some room. Yeah. You know, and and the, and the question came from Charles, too. You know, he's too much of a perfectionist. You just need to get something down on paper. Right. If you can't get it down on paper, you can't get it to the stage. Okay. So first, just get the general idea of what you're trying to say down. You know, brainstorm. Get that one sheet of paper, your topic at the top. Any thought that comes in. Right. Don't edit yourself. You know, people do this all the time. Uh, there's a couple of great books out now about... Um, how just to kind of forget the delete button and forget the editing when you're right and just write, 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 write. That's the hardest part. Yeah. Come back in editing. You can do that when you're practically brain dead. <laughs> um, you know, just, you know what I'm saying? You got a lot of faith. You know what I'm saying? But, That's something yeah. that I can do that when I'm not caffeinated. I can look at stuff and edit it down. Yeah. I can, you know, technically edit it on yeah. the computer or what have you. But the idea is when you have time for them, you want them to come out. Now, you did some right things by having some stuff in your Evernote uh-huh. files ready to go. Yeah. And you also did a good move by saying, hey, maybe I'll check out some headlines and just write from that. Right. Think about yourself. You have, what you didn't do was warm up. Okay. So you jumped in, your muscles were tight, and then you went backwards and you started doing the right things. Writing some topical stuff just okay. to get the brain flowing. All right. You know, going through your Evernote files and finding some topics and doing a little brainstorming. You know, writing is a muscle. And I know for sure, I, I know in my time, I have different dedicated chunks of time throughout each week and throughout the month where I'm going to sit down and write. Okay. And, but I go into it, I kind of warm myself up. Yeah. I don't say here, okay, I'm going to perfect this bit from the first I'm word of it. I'm going to start in 10, yeah. 9, yeah. 8. You know yeah. what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll actually throw on one of my old CDs sometimes uh-huh. and just hear the rhythm of how I speak. Right. Just relax into you. Well, and then I, <laughs> I hear the people laughing. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, those people want something new from Rick you know, Roberts. Honestly, I, and my experience is in no way similar to yours, but I tried to remember back when I was doing the open mic thing or when I did the graduation show, and I thought words did come out of my mouth that an elicited, elicited a laugh from the audience. I'm not an idiot. Like, exactly. I can do this. You can do it. Like, that's... It, that was really it did help because i was like i can do it it's in there somewhere it's just not happening for me right this second sure I mean, but it was tough i it, sort of did the same thing i didn't know that but i i was trying to build my confidence back no, up it, and it's a good thing to get into you go to you know i always my wife and i i don't know how we stumbled on this little phrase <laughs> but we it, when we're really frustrated right i'll say something like i'm going to find a happy place on the wall and go there <laughs> and i'll just stare off at the wall 
and just think of something like vacation yeah. setting, and then I come back and in the conversation, I'm happy again. Yeah. And so sometimes you got to find that happy place, whether it's listening to an old CD, thinking about a yeah. great set that you had, thinking about the audience that's waiting for your next CD or yeah. your first I don't know. CD to I don't, come out. It was not a great set, but it was but just you know enough. You can do it. It was yes, it was just enough for me to realize that I was okay. Yeah. I didn't need to quit and just you know. Right. Be homeless or something. <laughs> well, so so here's what I want. If you're in a situation, Charles, where you are questioning everything you do, give yourself some credit, write it out, get it on stage. You know, you could over overkill a joke before you even get it to the stage. Analysis paralysis, yeah. where you're just looking at it and you're afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. Get it on stage, realize that there's going to be some room for improvement, but hopefully you'll find a couple of laughs in there, and then you'll know what to condense out of the joke right. and what to keep. You're going to keep the last few things that lined up to the laugh, and get rid of anything in front of it that wasn't necessary. Right. Edit it down. And then you've got something to go back the next time you write and you look at it and go, I know this is funny. Yeah. I'm going to add something to it yeah. and build on it. But don't sit there and think you have to write the perfect bit right from the get, get go. It's not going to, it's it's rarely going to happen. Yeah. Now, I will say other times you get inspired for an idea and the first time you hit the stage, you articulate it correctly and you're lucky. <laughs> and the more you do it, the luckier you get because you're training those yeah. muscles and yeah. you're training yourself to trust what you're saying. The more you train yourself to trust what you're saying, the more you have confidence in what you're saying. Right. And, and I think audiences that's, read confidence. That that was what killed me was the confidence part because I, I don't know what this sounds bad, but I don't know what my stage persona is. And you won't. You may not know that for five to seven years. Uh, okay. So here's the great thing. You you can. <laughs> I can be anything. I you guess. can be anything. Yeah. You can you can have any kind of attitude as you figure it out. It'll change. Yeah. Uh, and it'll get more narrow and, and more specific, and then it's a lot easier to write. Right. But right now, the great thing is any topic is open to you because you're mm-hmm. you're like a big thing of clay. Yeah. You haven't been chiseled down and, and <laughs> baked in the oven yet, <laughs> yeah. you know, to where your, your yeah. habits are so rigid and ceramic that you you'll break if you get out of them. Yeah, that's really tough. And and you're I'm malleable. also I'm also going through like a, um, different techniques. I guess I keep saying styles, but. I'm learning that that's not the same thing as a technique. I'm going through different techniques as well, trying to figure out, you know, I do some where it's like a long story form with several like sort of punchlines in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seem, that stuff seems to flow out of, from right from my head out of my mouth and be great. Um, but it... That I, is a style, by the way. It's well, not a technique. Oh, it is? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but it's super tough, like, because... I see these comics like on, you know, YouTube clips and I hear them on, you know, the whatever the serious mm-hmm. radio and stuff like that. And they just seem to be doing joke, joke, joke. And the audience is just rolling and I can't see them. I want to do something that like my dad would be like peeing his pants in the audience laughing because I know that will work. Right. But I don't know if I have that. You <laughs> like, will. Probably. And it takes time. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. When you're listening to people on Sirius XM or when you're watching people on YouTube, they're only putting up their best stuff. Right, you know, occasionally, <laughs> somebody will be humble enough to put up the worst set ever. Right. Also, and if I can find a way to dub my VHS tapes into a DVD and then rip it into my computer, I'll, I'll, I'll try sure, to get some of my that, early... Yeah. Cl- uh, horrible. Okay. But, but I had the confidence and the goals of getting past all that. Yeah. But I, if I would sit there and thought, I'm not very good, I shouldn't go up tonight, I would have never got better. Okay. You know, so cut yourself some slack, both you and Charles out there. Charles, buddy, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> and I think it's something. Now, I, I definitely have the same feelings when I write a joke, but I don't know until I get it out there. Yeah. 
So get it on paper, get it on stage, find out where the laugh is. Cool. So great question to get a troll in there. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of piggybacking off of that, Paul Crummy, I love that name, Paul Crummy. It's a great comedy name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says he's working new jokes in with the old. Is he better off building them into the old jokes or bundle them as new jokes themselves and hmm. putting them into a set? Hmm. What would you do, Gav? I don't know. Wait, so what is he trying to do? He's trying to... Let's, he, let's say, Gavin, you just wrote uh, five minutes of new material. Yeah. Oh, I Are can't gonna, wait. I can't wait for that moment. Of any material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's trying to figure out, does he introduce the jokes as one big chunk in the middle of his set? Oh. I'm just going to, let's just assume Paul has a 30-minute set and he's got five new minutes he's trying to work in there. Or does he find jokes where they f- would fit within the set and kind of divide those jokes up and put I, them where they would naturally go? Uh, hmm. I would see, to me, maybe this sounds, maybe this is just self-punishment, but I would stick them on their own to see if they work on their own or to see if you can only use them in conjunction with other things. I I sort of feel like the joke should stand on its own, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean, (laughs) the answer to this question is is a lot like all the comedy answers I'm going to give you. There's there's no specific way that works for everybody, but... It would be great to test him out as a, and it, it seems that maybe he has done this already. He's worked okay. in some new jokes and he's trying to get him in with the older ones, so he knows that they work. I try to find specific places for jokes to go, right? So that, and this is maybe a fail-safe method that I that I'm using here. But say I've got five minutes about being married. If I have a new one-minute joke about being married. To me, it makes sense to put it in with that oh, chunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't have to reintroduce the topic again. Yeah, and by also, the way, folks, I'm married again. And yeah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Remember five minutes ago? I'm still married. Here's a new joke I just remembered. Yeah. So I would definitely put it in there. And probably I would put it in the middle of my marriage material Okay. first so that it's, it's supported by two strong okay. bits on each side. And then if it works in the middle, then I might see if it works as a, the opening joke in that then bit. You know. Or the end book. Yeah, and then right. if, if it works in all those positions, it's a great joke. Okay. And then ideally, it replaces one of those five minutes I already have. And I get rid of my oldest five minutes, you know. Say, okay. Because here's, here's the way I approach comedy, and it's just the way I do it. I don't right. know if, if anybody else does it this way or if I'm even recommending that you do it this way. <laughs> but let's say I had a CD, and I, I'm doing an hour, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about 12 different topics for five minutes each. Yeah. I could try to recreate the wheel on my next CD and have uh, 12 new topics, five new minutes about uh, each. Right. And, and that's certainly doable, and I think it's great. Another way I could do it is take half of that hour, say a half hour of it, and just write five new minutes about being married, mm-hmm. five new minutes about my kids, and update it with things that are really going on in my life. Same subject, new jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's something interesting that I've found, and if, if you work in front of the same audiences over and over and, and years apart, they kind of want to, once I introduced them to my family three years ago, yeah, they kind of want to know what's going on with them now. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. so if I tell them what my nine-year-old's doing now instead of my six-year-old. Yeah. And my almost three-year-old instead of my wife being pregnant. Jim Gaffigan does a really good job of that. Oh, like his he, last special was awesome. Yeah, because he, he mm-hmm. updates everybody. Everybody sort of, you know, yeah. keeps track of where his kid, you know, who his kids are and that kind of stuff in his jokes, you know, so he can he can do that. Yeah. So but it'd be weird, I guess, if he went backwards and said, like, so I got one kid now. What's going, <laughs> right. you know, and it's like, no, right. you, didn't you just, we saw a special where you were doing the, you're like, you got your fourth kid, yeah. you know. Well, it's funny, a friend a friend of mine does comedy, he, he had this throwaway line about having an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, and just a new baby, and they yeah. named the baby Whoops or something like that. <laughs> but he didn't really have a new baby, he just had a joke. Just a, and then yeah. people wanted to see a picture of the baby the after baby. the show. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. That's that's a whole different thing, but so 
Paul, what I would say is if you can keep them as a five-minute new, new bundle and it's working that way and the, the jokes feed off each other and you're getting the last per minute that you're looking for, that's not a bad deal. Because then if you could just write, I mean, I don't know how long it took you to come up with that five minutes, but uh-huh. if it took you a month to come up with five minutes, then in 12 months you're going to have a new hour. Yeah. And if each of those five-minute chunks can stand on their own, you're building a brand-new hour month by month, so you're getting comfortable with that new hour as right. you go. gotcha. Not a bad idea. And then I guess if you see your – if you – kind of like what we were saying if you look at your audience and all of a sudden you realize they're they all have babysitters for the night and they've all just come here for the comedy show tonight you know then you could do both of those five minutes and do you know you you could extend that part because you're like sweet i got this extra time these people are going to love that stuff yeah and that's it's funny you should say that because some some groups i get in front of are definitely looking for that you know yeah that's what they can totally relate to and they don't mind it and mentally in my head i try to have something for every body in the audience every five minutes right and it's just a juggling act to do in my brain with my material whether it's just a tagline for the 18 year olds or a yeah a, a joke for the people over 60 or whatever it might be i try to keep all generations involved in my set okay by relating my material to the older and younger so and, you don't leave anybody out yeah and that's just you don't have to do that i'm a people pleaser by nature yeah. in my comedy show i want to i want the entire crowd to be i think you sort of have to be a comic show. i guess well no not necessarily. there's some comics that are self self-motivated and self-centered and their comedy still works for audiences full of other self-centered people yeah i was gonna who say are self-motivated. <laughs> yeah so that they can relate to those audiences you know what i'm saying yeah and yeah, nobody's gonna be a hundred percent universal yeah. you know you're always gonna lose a few people or some people always look to be offended but yeah when you do have your core audience in front of you you can talk about anything more in depth yeah so um yeah so that's that's my short answer for you paul and the great thing is Paul's working on five new minutes of jokes. He's working yeah, in there. Yeah, I mean, geez. So that's I'm good. Just... Crank it out, and uh, Gavin, you'll get there one day. <laughs> now, you just brought up a point a second ago that you might have your core audience in front of you, and you, and you can do twice as much material about a certain topic. Right. Which kind of leads us into uh, our next question from down under, from New Zealand, uh, from Richie Martin, who's now doing comedy. Mr. Martin. Yeah. Uh, you tell a joke, the audience doesn't laugh, whose fault is it? It's the audience, obviously. It's definitely the audience. You think it is, Gary? Well, yeah. Are you still believing that lie? (laughs) Didn't we attack those comedy lies several episodes again? I wish it would. My brain definitely blames it on me, you know. Well, in a way, now, there's there's definitely situations where the crowd isn't right for you, and you showed up, and all of a sudden, it's just not your people. Right. Well, then it was a booking problem. Yeah. It's the booker's fault for picking you to perform for that group. Yeah. Uh, but as a comic, your goal should be to entertain the entire crowd if sure. you can. And that means picking the best material for the audience in front of you. Yeah. So if the audience doesn't laugh, I would ask a few questions of myself. First, I'd say, was the joke suitable for this crowd? Uh-huh. Which could be an age thing. It could be a topic thing. It could be a situational thing. Don't, you know, Some of these events I do, I did a, a bank gig a long time ago, and you know they they came up and they said uh, we don't want to tell you how to do your act but which is the last thing any comic wants to hear right because stop whatever, doing the one percenter jokes please <laughs> whatever they say is going to be stuck in my head and now i'm going to blurt right. out something that i've never written about yeah. uh, but we just got robbed today in two different locations could you not oh say anything about crime or bank guns robbery. or bank robberies and that, now it's the only thing i can think of yeah. the entire time i'm up there <laughs> and so it's like everything of every course. joke i'm telling I, I can think of a new tagline that has to do with being robbed yeah but i'm trying and to get course, that out of my head yeah it's like boom 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 <laughs> yeah. boom boom, boom. Jo- oh my gosh so it, she would be better off if she hadn't told me that yeah you know luckily i refrained from connecting those dots <laughs> but but 
she did tell me that, and I could sense that the crowd was uptight at the beginning. The tension, yeah. And so at least I knew why. Okay. And so I didn't get uptight not knowing. They're all looking over their shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there is there is one joke, though, I did that I, I make the sound of a gun going off. Oh, no. And they did jump, and it's here. <laughs> It has nothing to do with the bank, or nice. it's a hunting joke, but I really get it in the mic and hit it hard, you know? Yeah. And you, sometimes it scares me, and I know when it's coming. Right. And a couple people jumped, and she looked at me, and I was like, ah, and I just kind of kept moving. But I think after that joke, people totally relaxed. It took the tension out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't have opened with it, and I didn't want to delete it. <laughs> right. But it was uh, it was my choice. So I could have lived if, you know, that, if the crowd hadn't laughed, I would have had to live with yeah. that decision. Yeah. Uh, so maybe the audience doesn't laugh because I didn't pick the right joke. Maybe what happened is I didn't tell the joke right. Okay. Lots of times you get used to telling jokes. And to be honest, most comics, including myself, you get comfortable with it, and you know that there's going to be a laugh at the end. Right. And the front end of it starts to get a little bit longer than it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, you start trying to be, you know, charismatic. I don't know what it is. It is charismatic. But you're like, I know I'm going to get a laugh here. I'm going to drag this out for another minute. Yeah. Which isn't really that's what a happened to me. Goal. That's what I. That's why I went from three minutes to five minutes. I think I in my grad graduation show I went. Oh, I yeah. did two minutes of sauntering around the stage because it finally started to work, and I was like, I, this, I got this is me. Yeah. I love this, <laughs> you know. And then it didn't work it because did, you, yeah, because you abandoned was, the pace you had set yes, earlier. Yeah, and well, and then I got confused. I actually got confused at the end. I was like, where? What's the ending? I was like, uh, I gotta get out of this <laughs> thing. Like. Well, that, that happens. You but, know. Yeah. You definitely went long. And yeah, we're talking I, about a graduation we sh- show we did after one of our comedy classes. And uh, Gavin, my sidekick here, I, went 45% over. I'm a beginner. I know, but man, you got to hit your I mark. Know. I do got to hit that mark. Uh, which may be another reason the audience isn't laughing is you've gone longer yeah. than expected. Uh, or if everybody that night's doing five minutes yeah, and all of a sudden you're doing ten and you're they're expecting you to get off yeah they're like okay he should be done now yeah it's not going to be a big whatever it might be so one of the things that i and i you know as a person who's you know at least at a minimum going to the open mics and hanging out you know mm-hmm. even if i don't do anything um the difference between whether the audience laughs or not at the open mic is so different from the club environment like where there was actually people that because the open mic thing, I mean, 99% of those people are all comics, too. They're mm-hmm. all – half of them, if they've been up, are not even paying attention to what you're saying. They're they're thinking about what the set they're going to do. Right. So they're not laughing. The other half, you know, they're just, you know, nervous or whatever because they're, you know, thinking about it. But that's – the jokes that didn't work there were great at the next – at the, in front of the audience. Right. And so it was super hard to judge, like, mm-hmm. is that even funny? I don't know. Like it is tough. You so don't that wanna, was really hard. You don't want to base all of your future comedy on one particular night. Yeah. You, you know it can go either way. And you've seen enough of that to where, like you say, the next night the same jokes go great yeah. in front of a slightly different crowd. So over time, you should know – you should be able to look at your joke and in parentheses next to it or if, if you keep track of your jokes in a spreadsheet or yeah. Evernote, put down the, the – the target for that joke mm-hmm. is this tar- is this joke best target for you know technologically inclined 18 year old kids gotcha is this joke best suited for an older crowd that has life experience yeah is this joke best suited for a hipster who won't even understand the joke but they'll laugh because everybody else is <laughs> <laughs> whatever it might be 
And if you can do that, then it makes it so much easier to pick sets when you go to a very specific place. Right. You can just scan through your set list, your master. I have what yeah. I call my master list of all my jokes. Yeah. Um, master used loosely, but it's, yeah. it's, it's my complete <laughs> list. And I can see the best jokes for the situation coming yeah. up next. So by knowing what your joke is, by knowing who your audience is, mm-hmm. you should be able to connect those dots the best. Yeah. If it's a new joke, you might not know where the laugh is yet. Mm-hmm. And people say, when should I give up on a joke? I get that question quite a bit. I try to go for three out of five, meaning three times I do it, it uh-huh. works out of five. If I can get it there, I want to go five out of seven. Okay. Seven out of nine, nine out of ten. All right. And now, are you adjusting sense? it the whole time? Yeah. So if you're cutting words or adding things, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I ask myself those same questions after, if it gets three out of five, okay. The two times that it didn't work, was it because of the audience, my delivery, I didn't tell the joke right? Okay. Or the, not the right fit? And then I tweak it, get it a little bit tighter, and as I go, it should work. And gotcha. then you, you want to get a joke that works every time yeah. in front of any audience. And that sounds tricky. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, but, there, but those will be your core jokes. Yeah. You know, and, and you build off of those. So that's one way you can kind of approach it. Okay. You just kind of get the handle on it. And then you, you don't have to blame anybody. Yeah. You know, sometimes, and here's the other thing sometimes it's the joke's fault, it's not your fault. It's right. not the audience. Yeah. Jokes are like babies. I don't know if I've said this before, but here comes one to write down. We're not you two with the babies. Jokes are like babies. Some are a little yellow and need more spotlight <laughs> to turn a healthy color. So your jokes may have jaundice. Uh, right. They might not be fully developed. They're waiting for more time under the That's spotlight or sunlight to grow into a healthy grow. breathing baby yeah, joke that's what and then that baby like. joke grows up and eventually you gotta replace it <laughs> they leave the house they yeah. start talking back they or don't. you start adopting somebody else's jokes <laughs> yeah. no don't do that <laughs> so sometimes it's a joke yeah all things can be funny not everything is let that yes. sink in that <laughs> all things can be funny not everything that's is. why a lot of times I, I just write the subject down like it was really funny because out of all the the permutations I was going through and how do you and spell that? I don't know. What word was that? Permutations. I, uh, permutations. It was all, uh, what? Listen, I got iterations. A huge, it's I got a huge vocabulary in my head that it doesn't all come <laughs> out right. <laughs> but I was just going over all these different thoughts and like combinations of thoughts and all that kind of stuff, and then I wrote one thing down, which is uh, I'm secretly. Not secretly. Me and my wife have been avoiding the little neighbor girl who keeps knocking on our front door. And so I was like, that's probably a cool subject that everybody, you know, might be able to relate to or I might be able to tell a really cool story on. And so that seemed like the best idea that I had had the whole day. And it was just one little tiny line. That's not a bad story. And I was point. like, okay, I can I can deal with us because it's sort of become like a military type thing where we're ducking and dodging underneath the windows in our house so that we can't be seen by this. She's nine. She's nine. What but does she you want from you? Just she wants to walk our dog, which sounds that sounds bad. That sounds right. It sounds great, but, but it's several times it. a day. It's in the middle of dinner. Uh, I said, oh, you know, she knocked on the door. I I said. Uh, you know, oh, hey, we, you know, we're, we're just hanging out. We can't, you know, sorry, you can't walk the dog right now. We're just hanging out. We're about to have dinner. And she said, uh, what are you having? And I was like, I think I'm making spaghetti. I started making, I was just lying. Oh, I just yeah. started making stuff up. I was like, spaghetti, spaghetti. Yeah, we're having spaghetti. And she was like, uh, what are you eating? I mean, I could come over. And I was like, 
I don't know what to do. All right. So, and so yeah, so I, th- I thought that's this your idea. Like, yes. I'm going to help you with this joke right okay. now. Right now. <laughs> okay. And this this will play into our next question as well. Okay, you gave me a, a big scenario there. Yeah. Uh, you did have the original statement as we're trying to avoid the neighbor girl who knocks on our door. At, at that's, the base. That's, that's a, it. That's a great setup. It's not exactly a premise. The premise right. would be telling me why you're trying to avoid the neighbor girl. Okay. And make that into your premise. Okay. Is it because she's annoying? Is it because you don't want to have a discussion about children yet? Uh, Is that uh, it? That would be a more interesting premise than just Rick, the fact you're trying come to avoid on, her. Rick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's it is a combination of I think the three things. It's it's one annoying. It's our first year of marriage, and and yeah, and the baby thing. The ba- yeah. Okay, so what you need to do is is that's is the ask truth yourself, of it. <laughs> okay, and this this is going to go into our next question. So. Okay. Uh, hold it right there for a second. Drop anchor on that thought. And we're going to leave our New Zealand questions for a second, which were all great. Thank you, Mark Christensen, for sending those in. And Raymond has a question for us Okay. that I think piggybacks right on this. What's your method of homework? What's your method of homework after doing a new set? Do you record it, review it, and rewrite it? Right. Okay. Here's what I do, Raymond, and this is going to tie right back into what we were just talking about. Okay. If a joke didn't work, maybe the audience didn't laugh – Maybe I've overthought it and I was trying to perfect it, whatever right. the case might be. The key that you have to ask yourself is what am I trying to say? Okay. All right. So with you, Gavin, you're avoiding the neighbor girl knocking on the door. Right. You need to tell the crowd why. What am I actually trying to say? Am I Okay. I'm, am I saying that I'm avoiding them? No, I'm really saying I'm avoiding the neighbor girl as much as I'm ignoring the conversation about babies with my wife. Or gotcha. in my brain, I think by an, avoiding talking to the nine-year-old, my wife will never bring up the, the topic of children. Right. Whatever it might be, what are you really trying to say? And that's your premise. That's not even your joke. That's just your premise. Right. So the, the, I could do maybe like a punchline or a, the, the idea that uh, I'm trying to avoid the neighbor girl because it's a conversation about kids. And now – and then I could have sort of revolving characters. Every, every, all kids are coming over to my house like – the Girl Scouts, the, you know... Oh, yeah, you, you know, can add all that stuff just in. An, okay. But not until you know why you're why? asking that question. Yeah. Because if you get laser-focused on that, then you'll be able to pick exactly the other kids that will be in your scenario. Yeah. Or the other conversations you have with your wife. It's weird, because as soon as you said that, all of a sudden, as soon as you helped me focus that, all of a sudden, I saw huge scenarios and and actual jokes and things. More possibilities come from a specific statement yeah. than a general statement that has no focus. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. If you're specific, you know exactly where you can go with it. If you're general, you have no clue, and everything seems like a potential yes. Right. So, so it, it was an idea. So I guess the combination of the idea of avoiding the girl plus the intention or, or the, I don't know what you call it, I guess, the why. Yeah. The You know, those yeah. two things give you at least the premise. And that creates a really strong joke. Okay. You know, if you just want to have a simple joke, you could, you know, neighbor girl bugs us all the time. She's like, can I walk your dog? Yeah, he loves it when you're out there in traffic. You right. Just, you can just kill the girl off <laughs> yeah. in your joke yeah. if you want to be jokey about it. Yeah. But if there's something deeper to it. A couple minutes later, Girl Scout's knocking on my door. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Yeah. Can you go look for the girl who stole my dog? Yeah. And then you, gotcha. all of a sudden you've got something going on yeah. with that. So it, it comes down to asking yourself, what am I trying to say? So okay. that, that's kind of my answer to you, Raymond, in a, in a short little quit but we're going to get a little deeper into it after doing a set uh i always prefer to listen to it 24 hours or more after i did it okay 
it's tempting when you first start out. Say you just drove two hours to a neighboring city to do a set to listen to it on the way back. And you certainly can if that's right. all the time you have to do it. But you're going to still be a little emotionally attached to that set. You, you still might think you did better than you actually did. Or worse. Or feel like you did worse. But the yeah. next day or a day <laughs> later after that, two days later, you can just hit the file on your phone or whatever you used to record the set, listen to it objectively. Right. And just, A, once again, ask us what am I trying to say? You can measure how many laughs per minute you got. Gotcha. You can count how much time between the laughs, mm-hmm. how long your setups were, if they were too long. You can ask yourself, what can I do with this joke now? How much further can I take it? Yeah. What's the next step? You know, what would happen next in the situation? Yeah. You know, that's that's the emphasis on almost every sitcom is what else can we do to make this scenario crazier? Right. Yeah. That, so, my, my jokes are starting to be sitcom length. That's right. the problem. But you need to get that premise <laughs> I need down, to take it down. Yeah. The title of the sitcom yeah. episode so you know what to build off of. It. Yeah. So if you do those things, Raymond, I think you'll be able to look at your set with some honesty and just ask yourself what went good. What should you do again? What shouldn't you do again? Cut out the stuff that didn't work or rework it, and then put it back in there until it's three out of five, five out of seven, seven out of nine. Yeah. Nine out of ten. <laughs> there's, the great thing about comedy is there's always homework. Yeah. There, it's the one thing that I've done in my life to where if it all wrapped up in a nice bow tomorrow, I'd be mad. Right. Like, yeah. Ah, I was, I'm still figuring this out. It's such a fun Rubik's Cube to twist, a fun puzzle to put together. Yeah. And the other cool thing about it is right when you've got it figured out, you're seven years older and you got to write a new act because yeah. stuff you wrote seven years ago doesn't fit your face anymore. <laughs> it's, so, a, it's such a cool thing because it's, it's like philosophy. You just keep picking away at it and you sort of sometimes find some really cool stuff about life. You know, I mean, that's, that's one of the other cool things about it. Absolutely. You'll learn how to, A, deal with people. You, here's the thing I never expected, and we'll wrap yeah. up here in a sec. Um, you'll develop skills as a person on stage speaking, as an orator, as a communicator, yeah. that will translate into other opportunities for you mm-hmm. that you might not even be thinking about right now. Yeah, You know, I, I do some public speaking stuff. I do some motivational things. Uh, I do some teaching, which I love. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, All of that came out of me getting comfortable in front of people and being on a mic and right. leading a group somewhere. Yeah, because then you just have to do the new subject in front of them which if it's teaching or if it's whatever it's just yeah no no problem sure you just like comedy you find ways to relate stray ideas time together that really make sense and entertain a crowd teaching is giving them instead of entertainment the nuggets that right. they're looking for and then trying to find ways to to make it memorable sticky yeah. so it sticks in their brain so they can apply it and then ultimately you have to take the next step as the listener or the or the student and apply it yeah. you got to put it into the rotation you know, I heard today on a McDonald's commercial, so it must be true that it takes 21 days to start a new habit. Yeah, I and to yeah, make I've a heard new habit. That, yeah. And I guess that would go for breaking a habit, too, probably. It oh. might take longer. But to get something new in your routine, you got to go at it constantly. Yeah. Until it just feels natural and that's what you're looking forward to. Yeah. So hopefully, as you guys write material out there, you, you know that when you set time aside for it, not to put too much pressure on yourself, <laughs> but to brainstorm, have a good idea, and, and just go with it. Don't edit it. Don't cross stuff out. That's yeah. Get it on stage. See if it works. If it doesn't, see if it was your fault or the audience's fault. It was either your fault or you picked the wrong joke or right. it's a new joke. And then, boom, go back and listen to it later. Yeah. Fix it and take it on stage again. This is making me feel a little bit better. So I don't, because well, I was I was in a cycle of uh, realizing, and then I was like, geez, I'm just like, in all my jokes, I'm like alienating myself between all the, I was like, this, I'm doing the worst thing. Like everything's bad right now. So <laughs> now I feel better. I do feel better. What? And I'll leave one last thought. Yeah. One last thought. If you're feeling too much pressure on yourself, uh-huh. 
always look at the joke as like a product. Mm-hmm. You are the manager of that product. Okay. So you just need to find ways to make that product look the best, be the best for your people that you're pitching it to, right. your audience, and to and to make it in, in with integrity. Make a joke that is a worthy joke. Yeah. If you know why you're writing it, if you know who you are in that joke, it's going to be something you can enjoy. Right. And people will see that, and they'll buy that product from you, which is your laughter. Yeah. The jokes. So take the pressure off yourself and just stare at the paper. <laughs> yeah. This no joke, pressure I want, there. I want to make this joke good. Not me being good on paper. I want right. to make this joke good. Yeah. Communicate this idea yeah. perfectly. How can yeah. I do it? And sometimes it's doing stuff that's not your normal way of thinking or your right. natural approach, but it works best for that joke. you got to think of it as your customer and, and service it. Yeah. Think of it as your product and sell it. Okay. I will do that. So, I will try. I'm not sure if we I will it. try, Obi-Wan. <laughs> not sure if there's a, a single takeaway today, but it's just... It's a lot of takeaways, You're, you're yeah. in a boat with a lot of other people, including myself. I am myself. so in that boat. I'm paddling. I'm trying to, anyway. The great thing is you're riding, and if you're, if you're not riding... Yeah. You're, you're just not going to get any better. Yeah. That's you that's know? what I realized, so I, I just had to go for it. So. so while you were in here, I paid somebody to puncture another tire on your truck. <laughs> oh, you get another 25, 30 minutes another, in that coffee shop. I will actually take that. And another stab at it. It took them like two hours to fix that truck tire. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Came back, well, it didn't even have a puncture. Yeah. So I've seen those <laughs> investigative reports. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, you guys, thanks for listening to us this long. We'll have another podcast next week. Remember, iTunes reviews, we love them. It kind of keeps us going. Thank you guys for sharing your favorite episodes with other people on Facebook. I saw some of that this week. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I saw that, what you did up there in Kentucky. That was cool. So uh, if you enjoy this, let other people know about it. We come from a viewpoint of abundance, not scarcity. Yeah. So share the knowledge, and we'll see you and talk to you next week. Thank you.